this bonus part of El Politico, because we ran over on the first bit, uh, is recorded on Friday the 24th of June 2022, and terms and conditions and the people mentioned in this may have changed by the time it's broadcast. Still joined by uh, our guests for the day. Uh, we said the host with the most is uh, Tom is probably Oslo until uh, September when we'll be able to see him back again. But uh, Kevin Sade is uh, our special guest for the day. And uh, Kevin, uh, delight to talk so much about French and European politics for part one. So you, you, you uh, will be looking for your input and your thoughts maybe a little bit more so into this rather than we learnt an awful lot from you about French. I will learn from you there. French politics. And as always, our political uh, guru, uh, Paul Paul Bogler. Welcome back, Paul. Perhaps more concisely as well. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) Concise is not the way we do things, Kevin. No, 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 no. We don't really run to schedules (laughs) and and stuff like that. Now, listen, again, we're we're going to be across the pond for uh, this part of the show. And... uh, I suppose, like everything, you know, so much happens in such a period of time. Where, where do we start to start or where ca- can we start? I can report as returning officer uh, that 359 ballots were cast, no spoiled ballots, that the vote in favour uh, of having confidence in Boris Johnson as leader was 211 votes and the vote against was 148 votes. And therefore... I can announce that the Parliamentary Party does have confidence. I think this is a, a very good result for, for politics and for, uh, for the country. Just in, it's just, I, I do. Just in, in this sense, I think it's a, a convincing result, a decisive result. And what it, what it means is that as a... As a government, we can move on and focus on the stuff that I think really matters to people. Sorry, and it's a decisive and, result. And, 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 and let me, let me, let me. You and your allies wanted her to go straight away. How, how is this different? Look, how I, can you possibly continue? This is a, uh, a I, I've got a far bigger mandate from my own parliamentary colleagues, for instance, than I had uh, in 2019. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful to, I'm grateful to colleagues. I'm grateful for, uh, for the support that they've given me. And of course, I understand that what we need to do now is come together uh, as a as a government, as a as a party. And that is exactly what we can now do. And what this gives us is the opportunity uh, to put behind us all the stuff that I know the uh, the media have quite you know, properly wanted to focus on for a very long time, uh, and to do our job which is to focus on uh, the stuff that I think the public actually want us to be talking about, which is what we are doing to help uh, the people of this country and all the things we're doing to take this country forward. A little bit of audio, basically, in relation to uh, Boris 
1922 committee. Mm. Sir Graham Brady. Sir Graham Brady. And basically, uh, this has become infamous over the last number of years when uh, the Tories have uh, basically a way of dealing with uh, dissent in the party that uh, if if there's to be a push against the Prime Minister, uh, and it was against Theresa May and Cameron had one as well back in the day, and Margaret Thatcher, uh, probably mo- most famously, that uh, the 1922 committee uh, is at the hub of it all when letters are submitted by MPs. Okay? So mm. they sort of waited until after... Queen Elizabeth's uh, gig, party gig, was Jubilee. over. The Jubilee gig was over. Mm. And I, I'd say if you read it, read in between the tea leaves, they actually had the numbers required before the weekend, but decided not to sort of, uh, you know... Upset the Queen. Upset the Queen, and they sort of <laughs> announced it the, the, the day after, or the morning after the four-night party, basically, That's right. that, that they had. And uh, the result of it, uh, for a finish, was 211 for... Uh, confidence in Boris and 148 against. Now, for most people, and if you look back historically, uh, Theresa May did better back in the day and was gone within six months. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Cameron survived, didn't last too much longer after it. And Maggie, of course, uh, went through the first round. She went through the the first round, didn't do the second, you know. And John Major. Major, 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 uh, major lost uh, within uh, a year. Yes, uh, yeah, yes, in 1997. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he did absolutely. Yeah. So you you now have the scenario where Boris survives this, and you had the risks that were sort of there. Theresa May was gone within seven months of her confidence vote, right? And Boris comes out and says that he handsomely won, but basically four and ten of his own party mm. aren't happy with him. Yeah. Okay. Now, you rewind the uh, wind the clock on forward, and he's lost another ethics advisor, <laughs> mm. right? Which people would say, "Oh, that was yeah, that's not great." When when to the, one is unfortunate, yeah, to, to lose to, one to, is unfortunate. Yes, two two could be a bit of, Wilde, be yeah. a bit of an issue. And then, uh, and this is the reason why we actually had decided to try and record a UK version of El Politico uh, today was because we had two by elections. Yes last night yeah and i'm just going to remind you if i can find the right uh, text here two by-elections in the uk and it's the first time i think that a, a party a government party has lost two on the same day i think in about over 30 years but why did we have mm. two by-elections and to mm-hmm. me <laughs> oh dear. it is endemic <laughs> of what the tories have become tiverton and honiton mp neil Parrish resigned after it emerged, he'd been watching pornography in the chamber of the House of Commons. Should have watched Love Island. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to search out tractors. <laughs> I, yeah. I can empathise with him on Dundee looking yeah, at tractors. Exactly. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, understand yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Wakefield, Imran Ahmed Khan, was jailed for 18 months for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy. Yeah. They are the two elected politicians that were the reason for these by-elections mm. and you sort of there going holy god what are they at yeah right and they lost handsomely i think would be the best way to describe it and uh, they've also lost this morning the chairperson of the party oliver dowden yeah who former uh, culture secretary exactly who uh, who had 
put <clears> great <throat> faith in Boris up to a few weeks ago and had mm-hmm. supported him in the last push. And they've basically gone to a scenario now where, and the ultimate irony of all of this is, uh, Boris was doing, if you read the media this morning, Boris was doing a few laps of the pool in Rwanda. Yeah, right, he, he's, away, he's away for a week now, actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He has a NATO conference, he has yeah, a G7 yeah. conference, yeah. and he's, he's at the Commonwealth conference. Yeah. That could I, be critical. Yeah. That, I, is, that is actually, not to be overstating it, that is quite um, a significant point to make. Nobody has actually kind of developed that theory yet. You know, you, know, you don't want to be out of town exactly. after results like that yeah. politically. You need to be... Okay, the, he might have a sort of a fig leaf for the moment in that in go, having gone through the no confidence vote last Monday two weeks, you can't technically have another confidence vote in the leadership of the Tory party for one year for 12 months. Theoretically. So, theoretically. Now that could change. <laughs> that could change. That could change. Um, rules can be changed. We discussed that already on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Events politics. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> Not rule politics. Um, so he, he's out of the country, all right, as Kevin says there now. Um, Go back maybe to the start, at the start where you started there, Luke, at the yeah. vote of confidence. I suppose that came at the culmination of Party Gate and a whole load of um, the Sue Gray report and just kind of a, a sort of a, a, a straw that breaks the parliamentary parties back and you create this vote of confidence, as you outlined there, the structures are there to do that. They fired the shots too soon, you could they say. They fired the shots. And again, a lot of people or some people would have said that you've got to wait until you have those yeah. by-elections yeah. and then you've got to see um, what you do from the point of view of voting confidence in a leader. If you were to have that election next Monday night, having had those two results of last night, that would flip. It would be at the very most 148 supporting and yeah. possibly 48 supporting Boris Johnson with 211 or 311 yeah. saying no confidence. Um, the 140, even when you take the context of the handsome win that he described it as, if you take that, if you break down those those figures, yeah. those figures, you say 40 percent, you know, you've got to take it that you've got a cabinet, you've got junior ministers, you've got a lot of people that are beholden in a certain yeah. way to the leader with jobs. Which people so, have counted to be about uh, 90 people. Yeah, so people are saying that it's possibly, if you take it purely on backbenchers, that there could be up to 75%, and that was before the events of the by-elections yeah. last night, m- are not happy with the leadership of the Conservative Party. No, take the by-elections from a broader Conservative Party perspective, um, which is led, of course. It, it's always about the leader, ultimately. And this, these are a reflection on the leader, the two results there. Two really interesting constituencies in that one is one of these red wall constituencies. Mm. People might remember the red wall. These are where the Conservatives broke through mm. and took what would have historically and traditionally been Labour seats in the north of England. I think Wakefield is in Yorkshire. I think yeah, it's part Wakefield of Yorkshire. Yeah. yeah, so they got that. A majority, but a slim majority. Um, for the, the guy who's imprisoned for, for, for the sexual assault on the 15-year-old um, in 2019. The, um, the other um, constituency, I think, is down in Devon, down yeah. in the southwest of England. As conservative, as conservative as you could get, I don't, think there, I don't think there has ever been anybody other than a conservative representing that constituency, a majority of 24,000, yeah. um, probably in the top 10 out of 570-odd seats, the top 10 of yeah. Tory majorities. There aren't that many more than 24,000 majorities. And the Lib Dems took that. The Lib Dems took that seat. So they took that seat last night. Yeah. And Labour Party took the Wakefield seat, which yeah. might have been historically their seats are regarded the, as the their area. Yeah. So they've yeah. regained that and the Lib Dems have um, 
Yeah. Taking you're, the one down in Devon. You're, you're I'm just looking at, you know, stats and all the rest of it. Now, I know by-elections, uh, again, in this country, turnout is always Yes, and, and specifically looking at the figures this morning, the yeah. Wakefield, Wakefield turnout was shocking. 39%. Very, very no, low, like, you know. Yeah, but okay, no, but that's but what's th- in front of you. But think about it, Paul. If we got 39% here in the by-election tomorrow, perhaps. we'd be thinking it was great. Yeah, perhaps. Okay. Perhaps. Uh, in a by- it is a by-election. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but, but the point, it just shows you, there isn't, I suppose, specifically with the Wakefield one, if Labour are looking to become an alternative government under yes. Keir Starmer, if you're not getting a massive vote out, yeah. you, 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 you take the result, you've got the win, but you wouldn't be feeling too happy. hugely confident. Yeah. I, I, and and there, there's, a, there's a reason behind that that I want to come back and talk to you as well, and that's basically in relation to the issue that's ongoing uh, at the rail strikes in the UK, oh, the yes. myth, which I think is a very interesting one, and we yeah. can say how Starmer has de- dealt with that. We'll say at Tiverton and Honington, we'll say 52%, but generally, at a general election, they're over 70%. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it, it, the the turnout there will say dra- drastically, drastically lower. Now, in Tiverton, basically, Labour didn't really turn up. You know, the, the interesting uh, dynamic in both of these, Luke, is probably the significant point about these two by-elections. For the first time, I mean, we know our system in the UK. This first yeah. past the post. Yeah. Um, put your X down. And you win the seat and that's it. Yeah. And you kind of aggregate all your results back in Westminster and you either in government or you're not in government. Yeah. Um, for the first time, or no, not for the first time, but kind of significantly, you can see this in both constituencies. You can just look at the percentage vote for the Greens or for the Labour or for the Lib Dems. In the Wakefield, in the Yorkshire constituencies, you can see the Green vote and the Labour and the Liberal Dem vote is down way, 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 way down. Not that his, not that his particularly significant in an ordinary election, but it's way down in this. So there has been, and the same, consequently, in the Devon constituency, the Lib Dem vote is way up with the Labour one, way down, the Green one, way down. There has been strategic voting, no call, doubt call about it. it. There you'd has call it, been strategic, call it strategic voting. voting rather than to split the vote because of the first-past-the-post principle yes. that ba- they are, like Labour basically didn't campaign yes. in Tiverton and yes. said, right, and with the idea being, we just beat the Tories. Yeah, that's it. That, that's but the, the only way we can beat the Tories is the Lib Dems. The Labour are never yeah. going to beat the Tories in yeah. a Devon agricultural constituency. Yeah. The only uh, chance there was. So this is what, in, in this is this is a kind of a microscopic version of perhaps how it is the next general election will have to be fought if Labour or whoever wants to form an alternative government. There will have to be this, it won't necessarily be explicit between Labour and the Liberal Democrats or whoever else. It won't be explicit, but there will be an implicit political understanding that we have to maximise the seats we can possibly get. Because you have to remember, at this stage, Labour are coming at it from a very disadvantaged point of view with the Scottish National Party. Scottish National Party have cleaned out Labour north of the border in Scotland. So there's 50 seats gone there that Labour historically, traditionally got used to having and helped them to create governments. They don't have those anymore. So that's a... So how do you Huge see it taking shape then? Yeah, how do I see that's the, So you have to imagine that today is the first shot in how you create election. a general election campaign. So yeah. that's a good question. How do you see uh, it what, taking shape? If, if you ask me at the minute, uh, it would be a little bit like you, you, you go back to um, when Cameron was in power and went in with the Lib Dems. And the tradition, we'll say, in Ireland is the coalition. Come the next election, the small party gets hammered. Yeah. And the Lib Dems got hammered. Yeah. After that, and Cameron got you know got his majority. Yeah. This time around, I'm wondering the Lib Dems have been 
in the gutter for years since then. They're making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do yeah. well in by-elections. They're doing well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're yeah, doing well. They won that one in North Somerset as well. Yeah, exactly. Patterson yeah. Won. So, so yeah. now you're, I, I, I would put to you that given Labour's, we say, a traditional vote of the working class that they would have had over the years, that a certain amount of that is gone and the red wall, we'll say, has been sort of mm. broken, breached. breached, as the man says. I, I, I don't know if it's quite below, beneath water level, but could you look at a potential coalition of two parties with Labour and the Lib Dems in the next general election, where, and not where one is the majority party and we just need, like, you know, another 10 seats to sort of give us a majority, mm. where it could be, you know, it, it's roughly around 215, 220, I think, for a majority in the UK, rough, is it? Or is it, uh, is it three, no, 320, around 320. Around So just say for argument, say, just say Labour had 270. Yeah. And the Lib Dems got 80 or 90. Yeah. They'd have no a, you know, you, you know, they may, may okay. get more. Yeah. You, you know, but they, they would. The Lib Dems won't get yeah. 80 or 90 no. when you have a single transfer. Or, sorry, when you have a first past yeah. the post system, they won't. No, but, but, but my point to you, Paul, is could you have a scenario where. They don't feel any. Labour don't feel any. Yeah. What you've had in Tiverton, where Labour yeah. didn't put up a candidate, and it, you're basically looking at this from a strategic point of view, and given, I, maybe you could just tell us, we'll say from a French point of view, has that ever happened, mm. we'll say, at the local election side, where it'd be a case of, okay, we want to get X party out, and if we go along normal ways, we're not going to get them out, but if we yeah. unite and sort of like four parties back out and there's just one yeah. candidate going against the established Yeah, but candidate. you see, it's different for us because we've got two rounds, you see. Two so rounds. you just yeah. wait what happens yeah. and, then, and then you, you and support then you, 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 you change from your head to your yeah. heart. It's like yeah. you haven't talked about you yeah. vote yeah. with your head and your and heart it, in two rounds. So to some extent it's actually easier in French politics, it's a, yeah, you know, because then you decide after the first yeah. round, say, it's right, okay, do we retract, do we whatever. And sometimes we have a three horse race sometimes depending on the percentages. But there they have like pre-election sort of strategy to really I think what you will see, I think what you will see, there are a couple of things you'll see. I think the Scottish National Party will form part of this, not how it is you might expect. What you will see big time now, I think, from the Conservatives is this Scottish scare. They will start to say, look at this. They want independence. Look at this. You're going to elect 50 or 60 or 50, we'll say, you're going to elect 50 SNPs. They're going to make the deal with Labour and you're going to break up the union, notwithstanding the fact that it's the Tories that are breaking up the union. But that's you're going to get that scare tactics and you're going to get that thing again, not knowing what you're voting for. By There will be no explicit agreement constituency by constituency or no explicit national agreement between Labour and Liberal Democrats about electoral strategy. There just won't be because it'll be dynamite. It'll be exploited by the Conservative Party. Look at this. They're trying to stitch you up. They're not giving you a proper... Um, decision at, at, at the ballot box. They're stitching you up, they're stitching you up. There won't be an explicit agreement between the Labour and the Liberal Dems. But if they're serious, if the Labour Party, and I put it at the Labour Party, if the Labour Party are serious about becoming government. the party of government, yeah. they will have to do this politically, quietly. You know, it'll become obvious. Yeah, yeah but so they like, will have to do that. And, and, what, and what, you, what you go into there is that you know, no negative campaign campaigning. Yes. But like, you know, what is your platform? You yeah. know, what is your alternative? Exactly. Right? And actually, see what Lib Dem actually um, uh, craft as well in terms of policy. In, in terms of policy as yeah. well. Yeah. And, yeah. and and part of in the view of and part potential of the, coalition. Yeah. And here, here's one straight away for you. Part and they tried to do it the last time around actually with Clegg and the Conservatives, 
um, having negotiated a government with Cameron, um, the Lib Dems will say, OK, we'll do that with you. We maybe and we'll, we'll help you to kind of gain 30, 40, 50 seats up in the north of the country. But part of that condition in quietly doing it is that we want another referendum on changing the voting system. We want to move away from first past the post to a single transferable vote or some type of a transferable vote. That's one of our um, deals we'll have to do. And they might have to do that. The, the Tories did it in 2010, 2012 or whatever. You know, they had the referendum on... Um, um, a PR system. Now they exploited it and they didn't yeah. win it. Clegg wasn't a particularly good politician, I don't think. Like, he he mm-hmm. gave them their best result uh, since Lloyd George's time. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't a good politician ultimately. No, he I knows think it he, now, I think, anyway. I think so. he, yeah, I think he was, <laughs> he, he was looking further afield. So raw kind of, raw kind of in the ring politics might come into play or should come into play here. I'm not sure that the current leader, Liberal Democrats by nature, are not a particularly rough, nasty, vicious kind of a party. That's, you know, that's not their natural yeah, I, politics. I, I, but that's the kind of stuff they'll have to do. But you will have to have, if you want to dislodge, because the first-past-the-post system disproportionately helps the Conservative Party. Yes. It, 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 it's easier for them. And specifically now with the Scottish issue, the Scottish question, if you want to call it that, with the SNP, such an entrenched, such a strong force with their 50 seats, that has really changed the whole game in how it is that Labour has to negotiate or create the scenario, by, scenario whereby it becomes... Um, part of a government. Yeah. Like, uh, like, do most people in this country know that Sir Ed Davey is the leader of the Liberal Democrats? Probably not. No, probably I would not. say not. No, I, no. I, I, could you name, could you name um, Liberal name. Democrat um, no. um, politicians? No, no, you couldn't. You know, no, so no. that's, you know, part of yeah. their issue, part of their problem. If you look at Tiverton and Honington, they won by 6,144 with a 30% point swing. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. You know, so... If you have a 30-point swing, I'm not saying that you're going to have a 30-point swing in, in a general election. But you could have, if this thing continues, the, the, the outrageous behaviour of the government in whatever, whether it's the molestation of young boys or whether it's Partygate or whether it's the Northern Ireland Protocol or whatever it actually is. It's constantly, the parties seem rotten at this stage, yeah. whether it's fuck business, whatever it is, they just seem rotten to the core. You don't seem to have a cabinet that's even functional, you yeah. know, that can actually do their job. So... You could you could possibly see a thirty point swing if Boris Johnson yeah, is still that, leader. That, that's a twenty four thousand majority. majority. Poll, well, that know. that obliterate that puts the Tories probably down to maybe a hundred seats yeah. or something. In, yeah. in, 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 in a, I, and I think there's a lot of Tories today saying, whew, whew, mm. "Can we actually um, do exactly. that?" Exactly, and and that's the next battle that will be held. But I, I see now the Lib Dems have said they're going to an assembled quote an army of activists to go after the Tories seat by seat if the party does not ditch Boris Johnson. I'd say, and speaking of which, uh, <laughs> former Tory leader uh, Michael Howard Michael says, Howard, yeah, yes. yeah, Johnson should resign. You know, Johnson's I mean, there's so, see, it's, it's winding itself up yeah, there now. You've yeah, the former leaders. Yeah. Next thing, you, you know, you won't see Theresa May. Um, she, she's no. still in Parliament. You won't yeah. see, but you'll see John Major will say something. Michael Howard, Ian Duncan Smith. Well, he's saying something all the time because yeah. he's nuts anyway with yeah. the ERG <laughs> and the whole thing. William Haig, you'll see something from William Haig now, maybe later today. Yeah. Then you might start to see something within the Some cabinet. Some ventures, do you know? Do you know what they do behind closed doors as well? Yeah. You know, I mean, when when the cat is away. Yeah, you know? this is the thing. Going back to the mm. first point we made, yeah. the fact that he's out of the country as well. Yeah. Never a good thing for like with Partygate and everything else like that. You know, he said if he was in trouble, what did he do? He'd either go away. Or or he'd, he'd go over and, and visit uh, Yelensky. Well, there'd be another you trip know? to Kiev. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kiev. And, yeah. and, you know, 
this is a little bit different it's now. too far now it's yeah. th- th- those old tricks no yeah. not now yeah you know uh, it is sort of interesting now and we said th- this morning we'll say uh, uh, Oliver Dowden I suppose you could say he has fallen on his sword as the chairperson of the of party the but I'm just going to read you a little co-chairman <coughs> joint chairman there is another yeah. chairman there interestingly people might be interested yeah. Camilla Parker Bowles or Prince Charles Duchess or whatever she is mm. her nephew is the co-chairman Ben right. Elliott who is um very connected to the Kremlin and Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested sure, in these sure, things, sure, if you're interested on. in these yeah. things. But uh, he he has of course, and what what does he do? Of course, I think he, he informed Boris as Boris was doing a few laps in the hotel in Rwanda. <laughs> but uh, he he told him, and the letter the letter has been published. You yeah. know, well, Dowden would no. They, maybe there is any, you know, whilst he has been demoted down to chairman of the Conservative Party, he still sits at cabinet as chairman of the Conservative Party. Oh, he, yeah, he's, but he has and, been and demoted. Snippy, yeah. But um, he would have been a huge supporter of Johnson right through oh, since he became, yes. or since oh, in, in, two, in, three weeks ago, in his campaigning to become leader, he yes. would have been one of his. He would have been in cabinet yeah. as culture secretary under Cameron or under May. Um, and possibly Cameron as well. Yeah. But he, he would have been one of the, the, the arch promoters of Johnson to, yeah. to, to win that he in has 29, a, He has a line, two, two paragraphs, Paul. Yesterday, quote, Yesterday's parliamentary by-elections are the latest in a run of very poor results for our party. Our supporters are distressed and disappointed by recent events, and I share their feelings. Uh, we cannot carry <laughs> on with business as usual. Somebody must take responsibility, and I have concluded that in those these circumstances, it would not be right for me to remain in office. Mm. That's sort of like so. It's all on him. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, there? but he's the fuse. You know, that's yeah. It, right? he, look, yeah. You, you're working out who, mm-hmm. how significant is it now that Dowden has done that? But when you look at the cabinet, when you, when you look at the cabinet that Johnson assembled since 2019, three years now, there's nobody there. There is no significant politician. Go through them. You know, there is nobody. Well, before before Rwanda, you know, uh, controversy. Liz Truss would have been. Uh, would have been. Yeah. But again, if you if you look at Truss and, and look at her, look at the way she's been operating. We'll say even in relation to the legislation for the Northern Ireland Protocol. You know, look at the way she's operating. You know, she is not a significant politician. She mm. is not a good. Like, yeah, she, she she she'll win within the Tory Party, but she's not a leader. She is not a. There is no leader there. He has he obliterated all those. Good Tories, if you want to call it yeah. that, if that's not a misnomer or something now at this stage, but they were all <laughs> taken out of the party. And I say, I, I, I say that, I say that, I, 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 I honestly say that now because yeah. it's yeah. hard to find a decent Tory. And you, 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 I would recognise Tories over all the years. John Major, a phenomenal politician. I've seen some fine members of cabinet there. They're all being obliterated. They're and you know, we discussed early on some trends in in, uh, in governance in different European countries. And and actually, there's a concept that I find quite um, uh, accurate there to describe. Um, um, the state of play in many democracies, Western Europe, but also elsewhere. We call them, you know, the likes of um, of Johnson, Bolsonaro, uh, Trump in Brazil as well, in Western Balkans, in Eastern Europe. All of those are competitive authoritarians. They are. They would be dictators if you didn't have this legal the framework around them, constrained which is which them. is there to This is their now. playbook. Uh, you know, like literally, yeah. you know, stand above the pack, try and, and suppress and, and any. Don't allow anybody else. with ability exactly. to be there. And how sad is it, you know, in a democracy that, to be honest with you, with you, you know, as a Frenchman, even, you know, I'm not, we're not, you know, great friends with the UK, mm. but, you know, you could admire, you know, the, the you, you, you English democracy. But we're the and same. the state of Can things I? now, and literally you have to, to say, how do we oust them? 
Yeah. How do we oust them? You know, that's what Labour yeah. and Lib Dem have yeah. to actually reflect on. How do we oust, yeah. you know, Boris Johnson, yeah. who has been uh, tearing up the playbook? Uh, yeah. That's in, in the danger. You see, the, you, 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 these are the points along the scale. You know, it's like a chain. You know, you, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So if you've gotten rid of the cabinet, if you've gotten rid of the kind of the strong people that might be there to temper you, and if you then put your eye on the legislation, you know, you're probing, you're probing, you're probing the links of the chain. If one of them breaks... Bang, the whole thing is gone. Yeah. The only thing that's left in a lot of these cases is that piece of legislation that tempers you. That's what Yeah, but he's, I mean, Johnson really is. I mean, to be honest, even if he survives there, this latest uh, loss in the by-elections, to be honest, things are going to quickly ramp up in terms of discontent, anger, mm. in terms of economic woes. Uh, so I, I think yes. like, uh, a serious econ- economist uh, can safely say now that... Um, uh, as memories of the pandemic fade away, um, you're going to see um, it's become it's going to become apparent that because of Brexit, because of uh, of Johnson's strategy, he's, right, you know this way, is Brexit. This is not, you can't blame the, the mm. pandemic anymore. Yeah. This is Brexit, yeah. and this is you yeah. know this could have been avoided by the right yeah. without you know going back to the Brexit vote. Absolutely. I mean his strategy uh, in relation to Northern Ireland Protocol, his strategy mm. um, uh, in in the whole Brexit negotiations. This is going to backfire anyway. It's no, there, see, there isn't, well, it isn't a strategy. By definition, strategy is about taking a strategic decision. No, to, yeah, you're to, his to, right to, lines. For, for, yeah. for, for a longer yeah. period. His thing is about campaigning yeah. to yeah. get Brexit and done. And that's what we say, competitive authoritarianism. That's all yeah. it is. And so yeah. then you, you will get found out because you need to be in politics. You need to be ultimately strategic. You have to be strategic. In fairness to Theresa May, she was being strategic when she tried to create the backstop. Yep. That was to, to protect the union. Yep. They didn't like it, but she was trying to be strategic. Yep. Johnson wasn't being strategic. He was being a campaigner. So he creates this oven-ready deal that he's trying to throw out. So he's being chickens coming home to roost at yeah, the moment. You sort of wonder, is it a bit like, you know, the iceberg has hit the Titanic? <laughs> and, and is he like Captain Smith on top of it and sort of, you know, you know there's nothing to see here, you know. No, well, he going, keeps going maintaining, on. it'll be interesting to see what he says from Rwanda or wherever he's going yeah. to be with NATO. He says it will take a division of tanks to get me out of Downing Street. That's That yeah. was a quote from him there a couple of months ago. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he's Demeanor will be like later today. Yeah. No, you, you know, you, you mentioned Liz Truss there now, and uh, as uh, we say, uh, a potential pronunci- pronunciation of phonetics isn't her greatest uh, <laughs> line anyway. She's well. referring to the Taoiseach <laughs> as the, t- the tea sock. So I would strongly encourage the Irish tea sock to, prov- to, to discuss this with the EU. Tea sock. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, but she, she was a Remainer. Yeah, this is it. But again, we've said this here, Luke. We've said this. I know we've said this. I know we have said this on this show a couple of times. The whole issue of Brexit has never been about the European Union and the UK's position within the European Union. It has always been fundamentally about who it is that leads the Conservative Party in England. That's what it's been about. And that's why Liz Truss was a Remainer. And how has become an arch Brexiteer because she feels, and even with the, the legislation she has produced in relation to the protocol, you know, that's a nod towards a rump of the Conservative Party, the ERG that we mentioned earlier mm. on. You know, so it's it's about expediency. It's about being the leader of the Conservative Party. And that's what it's always about. That's what it was about for Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. about that for everybody. Yeah. That's they, what don't, it's about. they don't care about anything not, else. Yeah. Everything else is largely irrelevant. By, by a number of circumstantial, you know, um, so for instance, remember... 
the migration crisis. Mm. I remember oh, yeah, you the, can use the, the crisis. Con- all those convenient. They kind of buttressed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, look but, over there. There's immigrants. But again, you look, you look at the migration crisis, and this is part of the whole thing for Brexit. We want to take back control of mm. our borders. Mm. And you look at the farcical situation where they do a deal with Rwanda to sort of. Yeah, it's people. a case of we told you so. Mm. Yeah, we, you know, mm. leaving the European Union is actually not going to sort mm. anything. Yeah. If anything, it makes it worse. But they no. do this farcical decision to. Um, you know, spend about 500 million doing a deal with Rwanda to take people, you know, to ship them out to Rwanda and they, they have a plane on, on, on the runway to take people and then, you know, oh, there's 40 people on the plane, oh, there's 27 mm. people on the plane, there's 13 and then, you know, it goes to the, the court of um, uh, the European, European Court, court of Human, Human, Rights. Human Rights and they say, no, you can't go and then you have people in the British press and in you know, British people saying, oh, we want to leave this. Yeah. And then you sort of say, you're actually the people and Churchill are, is the person that yeah, invented. Yeah, yeah. And, and Johnson's own grandfather rights. was actually, I already read this during that whole process, Johnson's own grandfather was actually one of the authors and one of the kind of principal lawyers or barristers within the European <laughs> Court of Human Rights for a significant length of time. But it just tells you how bad. Which is that's whatever it takes to stay in power. It's it's, it's about campaigning. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not about a political strategy to kind of do best for your country or your society. It's about a political campaign. That's all it is. So when you have the Rwanda plane that can't take off, well, then it's all about those lefty lawyers that um, that, that wouldn't allow us and that the European Court of Human Rights get rid of that. So you come up then and this you allow this. Then you come up with a new piece of human rights legislation that's, Mm. I think, before the Commons now this week, you know, which is, um, you know, unraveling or taking apart stuff that was kind of created in the white heat of the worst atrocity we've had in the last century with the Second World War where we had a gross abuse of human rights and they now decide because you couldn't get a plane off the ground to Rwanda we'll redraft a whole set of legislation as it pertains to human rights this is awful this is terrible stuff this is a government that's absolutely grotesque it really is we say from our point of view what they're trying to do with rewriting the protocol and, and and up north and and you look at Jeffrey you know uh, Liz, Liz Truss brings out the, has a little speech in the House of Commons and then you have Jeffrey Donaldson sort mm. of supporting her back back and her back and her up and saying oh yep. this is this is what's needed. I am announcing our intention to introduce legislation in the coming weeks to make changes in the protocol. Our preference remains a negotiated solution with the EU. However. To respond to the very grave and serious situation in Northern Ireland, we are clear there is a necessity to act to ensure the institutions can be restored as soon as possible. The Government is clear that proceeding with the Bill is consistent with our obligations in international law and in support of our prior obligations in the Belfast Good Friday Agreement. This is not about scrapping the protocol. Our aim is to deliver on the protocol's objectives. The statement today is a welcome, if overdue, step. That is a significant move towards addressing the problems created by the protocol and getting power sharing based upon a cross-community consensus up and running again. Therefore, we hope to see progress on a bill in order to deal with these matters in days and weeks, not months, and as the legislation progresses, we will take a graduated and cautious approach.
And then you're looking at the situation on the ground, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, the North voted remain, but obviously anyway. uh, as, as to go. But most of the business people, and this is where you talk about, the business people saying, OK, it's been a bit of a pain in the arse, but you know what? It's working. No. If you look at the stats in the Euro, no, I don't, that's not Eurostat, I think it's actually domestic UK statistics produced. Um, Northern since Ireland, the, yeah. Northern Ireland and London, and yeah. London because of financial services, basically, Northern Ireland and London are the only two regions that have a, an economic plus percentage yeah. growth in the last yeah. um, year. Um, every other region, from the north right down to the southwest, southeast, it's minus. So that would indicate that with its falls, and they're acknowledged, and in fairness to the commissioner who came over, Stephen, or the, the um, yeah, um, trade commissioner. You know, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, I can't that, pronounce it. Yeah, Stefanovic or whatever it is. Cyrano. In fairness, they do. And the EU pragmatically acknowledge, yes, there are details. And yes, we will make every effort to try and sort out those details. We're not going to go there again about redefining or redoing or tearing up the protocol. They're doing that. That's European rule politics now. There you go. There's <laughs> yeah, but but this there is are times when we do need the rule politics, perhaps, yeah, as well. But this like, you is know. the advantage of, you know, we're still in the club in that yeah. well, the like bigger we said, again, EU is sticking up for us. Again, we said it here, Luke, on this show over the process of debating the protocol and the backstop and the whole thing. Technically, not technically, realistically, Northern Ireland can have a massive, it's the only place in the whole European Union they can have the best of both worlds yeah. if they choose to play it that they, way they can politically in, they can be, they in, can and be in and out yeah. they can get the best from the UK market they can get the best from the EU market yeah. it's the best it's potentially it's, a, an, a, it's an awful cliche it's a game changer economically for Northern Ireland yeah. but the DUP choose not no. to have it that way so we just deliberately wreck it deliberately try and undermine it it's, it's, it's awful as well and we we'll just go back to the assembly elections Right, where we had a, a change in that Sinn Féin mm. are now the majority um, seat holders, I think, by one. I think the biggest uh, party, 29, big, big, I think. The biggest yeah. party. And, of course, then, you know, the, the, this would be the whole irony of the whole thing that they said, that, you know, under the Good Friday Agreement, uh, ruled by consent, I think, yeah. is the, the, yeah. the great buzzword. <laughs> Cross-community consent. And, and it's a bit like, yeah, the, the DUP have now decided, well, we don't really consent at the minute. So it was okay when we were in power, but yeah. no, yeah. now that yeah. we, you know. So you're at a scenario where um, it's a little bit like, you know, they broke a, a European record there a few years ago. For non-government, for, yeah. For non-government. Mm. They still have no government. They're not going to have something. Well, the uh, interesting thing is, six if, months? If, yeah, by November, if yeah. they can't come up with something where the DUP come in, yeah. um, then they have to have assembly elections again. And they would be, it's the wrong phrase to use, but they would be fascinating to see what you would get out of those assembly mm. elections. Because you have to remember, in the assembly elections, yes, you can see the... The, the, the wearing out of that um, DUP vote. The Sinn Féin vote, while they made much of the fact that they're now the biggest party, the Sinn Féin vote is flatlined. Mm. It, does, it isn't changing. And, it's been the same vote now for almost 10 years. And what's coming the interesting dynamic, the, the interesting dynamic is the alliance, the Correct. moderate unionism. Yeah. Moderate yeah. unionism, that has had this serious, um, yeah. this serious upsurge in representation, both in Westminster and now in the Northern Ireland Assembly as well. So that's the one to really watch. Can you get more from that? And this is where the governments, and this is why, again, the grotesque government that's in Westminster always historically, traditionally, whether it's right or wrong, Dublin and Westminster have had to nurse 
politics in Northern Ireland. So when you nurse politics, you create the Good Friday Agreement, you create the St. Andrew's Agreement. Now is the time. We have to, no, we, we, the Anglo-Irish Agreement, I was thinking about this, um, Sunningdale, 73, 86, 98, 2006, every 10, 12, 15, maximum 20 years, we have to put our shoulders to the wheel in Westminster and in Dublin and create a political scenario, or, or create a new political system, if you want to call it that. We've now not done that for 16, 17 years. There is no doubt but that Dublin and Westminster have to come up with a new political scenario for Northern Ireland, reflecting, perhaps, the fact that moderate... Um, unionism, if you want to call it that, with the alliance, and there's nationalists in there as well, is now becoming a force. So the kind of constructive ambiguity that you had up to now, we'll say, with the power sharing, with the first minister and the deputy first minister, you know, it's, it's a kind of a false scenario. Now, it's easy to talk about this down in Scarf. It's a lot difficult, a lot more difficult to implement it. But this kind of false politics, is the time now to create a new, a new scenario whereby, you know, you don't have to definitely have... Sinn Féin or the DUP as First Minister or as Deputy First Minister. Um, yeah. Perhaps you create a new scenario and it might be force Sinn Féin and force the DUP to be more realistic in their politics, that you allow a bit of breathing space for the Alliance Party, for the SDLP, for the more moderate elements of politics in Northern Ireland to actually assume those positions of First Minister. So create, create a new scenario where it's more real politics. Yeah. Not and this kind of artificial construct that has been very successful and has worked really well and has stopped violence. Yeah. But now is the time, because if you look at the periods over the whole history of Northern Ireland, there has always been political um, um, change sponsored by Westminster, sponsored by Dublin, at, a, as I said, a kind of a 15 year period. We're on that yeah. point again. I, We're I on that point again. John Cushnan, who was a former leader of the Alliance Party and his former MEP, MEP for Munster. You know, so a little bit like he split the divide, we'll say yeah. here. He, he, was, uh, he was on Scarf Bay, uh, uh, say about three, four weeks ago and spoke to Patricia Ann and Tom, uh, you know, in relation to his views on revisiting the Good Friday Agreement and to resolve the, cor the present impasse, you know, and he had some very interesting thoughts on it. And you listen to some of the thoughts that he has and you're there going, here's a man that is thinking outside the box. Mm. And it's not, you know, uh, the DUP or it's not uh, Sinn Féin. It's, right, lads, year yeah. one side, but year another side, you have to come together. And a little bit like what you said, you know, the politics in France has changed, you know, over years that maybe it's go it has to happen up north saying, well. saying, but okay historically it has never been able to do it on its own it can't by definition it, it's yeah. you know it, politically as an entity it can't some would call it a failed entity it's, that's too far yeah. but it can't on its own but it needs that sponsorship from Dublin and that sponsorship from Westminster mm -hmm. but I do think just looking at it purely from the way it has evolved and developed historically and it'll be the same again every 15 or so years you have to create this intervention. You have to create a new system. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't work. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, well, and now we are at that. A new impetus. A new impetus. A new impetus. If you go back <coughs> to when the agreement was signed, things have changed. That's it. Totally. That's the point. Because yeah. it was the SDLP and the UUP. Yes, yes. And the SDLP, okay, have sank. Yeah. Are treading water. They're, there. They're, there They're treading yeah. water at the minute. The UUP, sort of, you know, bye-bye. Uh, the DUP that weren't too strong back then are ruled the roost top, now. But yeah. top down on, on their side. But uh, you'd sort of wonder how long can that keep going? Yeah. There was an interesting, I was looking at it, looking at, and if you want to be really 
devilish about it. The way the construct is there from the St. Andrews, just post the, the Good Friday, is that you have, you, you designate nationalist, you designate unionist, you designate other. They're the three designations. So then it's the majority party of whichever, whether it's nationalist or unionist or other, becomes um, first minister and deputy first minister. Supposing you could, and this is in the new politics, supposing, and this is, again, it's, it's easy for me to talk down here in East Clare. Supposing, so you, you, what you've had, First Minister, DUP, biggest party, Ian Paisley, Arlene, whoever. Yeah. Um, Deputy First Minister, Martin McGuinness, Michelle O'Neill, second, yeah. that's Grant. And that's it. It's been carved up in that way. It's yeah. been carved up in that way. Supposing other, supposing you looked at other, and supposing Alliance, SDLP, Ulster Unionists. That's a big ask now for Ulster Unionists. Supposing Alliance, because, you know, unions, in fairness, by definition, it's extremely difficult because the union, you're part of the union. So this is difficult. So supposing you got into a position next November where you had Alliance and SDLP designated as other. And supposing they got to 29 seats. Hmm. Why couldn't they become First Minister? Naomi Long or somebody, or Colm Eastwood. If they said other, we're other. So it, it's not by definition the gift to the DUP or to Sinn Féin, Deputy yeah. First Minister, First yeah, Minister. Yeah. If the other, if that third leg of the stool, it's a huge political <laughs> move to make, mm. but if that other third leg of the stool came together and came as other and said, we have enough votes, we'll be First Minister. If you won't do it, we'll do it. Maybe we just that would that, that would put the cat among the pigeons a little maybe, bit politically. Maybe, maybe we just don't like change. Kevin, have you any thoughts on the situation up north? Uh, no, none. I honestly, I just can't say. Can, I just can, don't have can, can you understand it? <laughs> you, you, you know, or, or uh, we'd say if you know, if you look at it, we'd say from a detached point of view, because we'll say here, you know, we, we probably have our own way of sort of looking at it. And that in general terms, we sort of look at the unionists as being the bad boys and the Republicans and, uh, you know, uh, the Republicans and the SDLP as the Catholics. They're the good, the good boys, as we as far as we would look at it from a very generalistic That's point very of general. view. <laughs> no, I know, okay. No, okay. No, okay. I know, yeah, very, I know it's it very general. No, it look, like, like everything, there is good and bad. <laughs> and everything yeah. but one thing you would say is that you you would look at the alliance at the minute and you start to go okay do you know what yeah i i yeah. can ag- i can agree with a lot mm-hmm. of what they're at there's certain amounts of it it mightn't be my cup of tea but you know what yeah they're entitled to their opinion and a little bit like they're integrating well that's in, it's it's reflected it's reflected in the society. It's, but it's reflected in the vote they are getting now at this stage yeah. between the 2019 Westminster elections, these assembly yeah. elections. That was the big story. It Absolutely. wasn't it wasn't Sinn Fein being the top party. Mm. The big story in the assembly elections was the surge for the Alliance Party. Yeah. And to yeah. be honest with you, I hope it continues. Yeah. I hope if, if there are elections in November, look. You think Sinn Fein the, the, the Sinn Fein was not the big story? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Because uh, t- to me, Sinn Fein, it's flatlining. It's just as is. Well, it I, has I, remained it's as is. It's the collapse of the more the, uh, the, radical... The, 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 the fragmentation, perhaps, yeah. of the yeah. unionist, kind of, with the traditional right, unionist yes. voice and the democratic unionist. That break that's there. Yeah. I don't... Like, Sinn Fein is just a clo- stopped clock is right twice a day. Sinn Féin didn't do anything. Hmm. Okay, look, they've had a long-term strategy politically. They don't possibly have to do anything. By default, they'll go in. But I don't think it was the big headline story of Northern Ireland that it was presented as. It it took them about 10 years to get to that stage, but they have been in government. Yeah, they've been in government, yeah. You know, for a certain amount of years. Whereas down here, they're not in government yet, but Mm. we're all expecting it to happen next Mm. time time Mm. around. Mm. You Mm. know, and, and that's a little bit like why I think that might be 
part of the reason why the alliance um, probably took a certain amount of what you'd call the Catholic vote. I th- would think uh, so. I, th- I yeah. think, you know, and as you said, why Sinn Féin might have stagnated a little bit or th- they're at a level now. That's it. Where, and that, and that, that, that could there, be their there, level. There could be drift away from Sinn Féin. No, they've, yeah. look, they've still got that big jump to make which everybody wants to kind of go at whether it's a border poll or the reunification of Ireland so that'll that'll give them fuel in the tank for maybe a generation to come but yeah. you will by definition they're in situ they're the they're the go back to the French um, Kevin they're in situ um, they're in place by definition it will drift away from them yeah I, well, but I, I I mean from an outsider point of view anyway, what I find what I find especially difficult to grapple with is that overlapping of identities in uh, in in um, political identities religious identities national identities and and how all of that is articulated by political elites and all of that when you use that word you know both Dublin and, and London have mm. to nurse each side yeah. you know all of that then can be uh, can shift depending on who holds power in London, yeah. who holds power yes, in Dublin, uh, who wins the next general election in Ireland, what is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, all yeah, of that is to me does. now, to be honest, is really difficult to grapple with. And it I is. Have, I have to hold my hands up there yeah. and say, but it's a very, just, that's the nature of Northern Ireland. Yeah. There has been the yeah. nature of politics in Northern Ireland since. Since, well, since uh, for a hundred yeah. years no yeah. not a hundred years I suppose really nothing really happened until the 70s really with, 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 with Sunningdale that was the first yeah. maybe and that came from the, the, the likes of Austin Curry and um, yeah. um, SDLP and John Hume looking yeah. for kind of human rights basically yeah. <laughs> kind of started there housing yeah. housing go back to the catastrophic scenario that was housing in Northern Ireland yeah. in, 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 in the 60s yeah, yeah and actually the, 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 the funny maybe not so funny uh, thing is that uh, I was talking to somebody who said um, uh, yeah who lives actually up north and it was like you know if you discuss with some uh, Northern Irish people you know pure nationalist you know really mm. you know Sinn Féin voters nationalist who would love one thing you know prior to the housing crisis would be to see reunited Ireland and actually they're a little bit, a bit of a of um of a bind because they would love reunited Ireland, but they don't want the housing crisis that we yeah, have these, here. You know? These are the things. You know, this is the thing. That's the thing. Do we yeah. really want to unite? Yeah, now? United, I, you know, United as men like to, to, to quote that all that our favourite one of our favourites here, Luke Jacob Brees Mogg. United Irelands don't necessarily butter parsnips. Yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot more the, to the, it. There's, there certainly is. Right, listen. Oh, I, we better go. I, I think I, I think it's nearly time for us to sort of pack our bags out before we go. Kevin, as as always. Again, Listen, a pleasure for you to have. And Thank you and, and so much for having and, me. And I maybe, enjoyed it. And maybe by the time this is broadcast, Boris could be gone. <laughs> Who knows? You know, <laughs> I, I, but one, one, again, before before we finish, and I'm just after thinking now, um, things in the States have the potential to get very interesting. And just in, in a two or three minute final, final, final wrap up, um, we've had nearly two years, well, there's midterms are coming in November. We've had, say, 20-odd months where it's sort of post-ish Trump, post-January 6th, Mm. right? And the fallout from that. And I think it's only now in the last few days with the committee hearings that are taking place. Mm. And ducks are being lined up in a row here. Yeah, a little bit like a lot of people have been. Like, Why haven't we done anything with Trump over the last period of time? And does uh, where mm. are his taxes? Where is this? Where is that? 
the mood seems to be now, and like you know, Liz Cheney, who is a Republican, who we have spoken about in in the past, who sort of she's under a bit of pressure now. We'll say for um, in, her, in her own state, in her own we, state, yeah. where she's looking for Democrats to, you know, primary, yeah. to, to support her. And there have been a few primaries sort of taking place in the states. Yeah, you know, uh, where Donald is is endorsing candidates. He's still there. He still is the oh, Republican yeah. Party. Yeah. yeah, but this whole thing in that's going on at the minute, where you're looking at a scenario, just would say from day one of the hearings, day two of the hearings, it's very targeted what they're discussing. Mm. And, you know, you have senators that are sort of saying, oh, oh I'd like a pardon. And yeah. this is before. And I said, what are you looking for a pardon for? <laughs> you know, it's because, oh, we, we might have said a few things there about. <laughs> I might the, be about to do something. Uh, <laughs> about, about, about the election. You know, what, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, Kevin, have you any thoughts in relation to the states? In relation to Trump's uh, gr- grip over yeah. uh, over the Republicans, yeah. as you said now, I think uh, a lot will actually happen in the next couple of months uh, in the US. Yeah. And I think the hearings are not over. And actually every day oh, yeah. they're, they're sort of, you know, giving us a deeper insight yeah. into... Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and, and actually I get the feeling that... Look, I mean, I've, I'm only keeping like a distant eye, but I'm kind of feeling that uh, some Republicans uh, are sort of... Um, uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks, trying to save face somehow and just you know find shelter uh, from from the, the the fallout from the revelations of. Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking about, for instance, this morning I read uh, that um, uh, that Holly and some of them actually uh, were texting the the White House to try and get pardons. Yes, you know, uh, yeah. I, I mean, this is those kind of dynamics that I find really interesting. And also another one uh, which is unrelated to Trump is about gun uh, control legislation, no, where you had a cross party agreement yesterday in the Senate, uh, which uh, I honestly didn't think would happen, to be quite yeah. honest. With but you, you also then had the Supreme Court yesterday made a judgment in relation to the state of New York. Yes. Yeah. Kind of slightly yeah. crazy. But again, just shows you. That, well, again, you, we, we talked, we started out talking about the kind of the, the constructs, these kind of political constructs. We talked about the French political construct with yeah. the presidential, the Elysee, and the parliament as well. The construct of the United States is fascinating. And yeah. based on the French system from the, you know, the, the founding fathers with the, the three pillars, with the presidential, with the Congress, and with the, with the, um, the, the, the courts, or with the yeah. Supreme Court specifically, like, you know, that nobody has, no much power is vested, n- not enough, not Exclusive power is, is vested in any one. But you are but, uh, you are going to see the result of Trump in the courts because Roe versus Wade like is that. due, and we'll say yeah. well, he he put three people into yeah. the Supreme Court. Oh yeah, Kavanaugh, um, Coney Barrett. You know, and yeah. But, but no, but, but the, a specific. If you just take the issue that is that we're all kind of watching now at this stage, these committee hearings, hearings the presentations. How they've been done. I can remember January the 6th, um, 2020. I remember watching it watching it live on the night. I can remember texting Tom and yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I was doing, I It's one of those moments, you know, where you, you are, remember. what you were well, doing, what happened. It's, like, it's, it was it's, it's, surreal. It's, the, yeah, exactly. But to be honest, to be totally honest about it, the significance of it, I didn't take as seriously as what it now... And yeah. that's why we have such a debt of gratitude to this committee. Didn't you? I honestly didn't, to be honest, um, Kevin. No, wow. I honestly didn't. I actually I felt, was texting felt, some of my I students it was were al- saying... I felt it was almost theatrical, the fellow with the horns. and, and yeah. the, I felt there was an element of theatre about it. And I, t- it's to my discredit, and I, I'm ashamed to say that. But I felt it was... And that just shows I'm you... I'm very surprised ever, ever, that, ever since, ever since, you know, democracy is so fragile. 
He's so fresh. Thank, thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Yes, that's absolutely. the point. That's the point about it. It's like I said, I described it earlier on. You, and you can see this now. This, I think the work of this committee is phenomenal and how it's presented to the public is phenomenal. It's, it's clear cut, yeah. week on, week out. It's workers. It's, it's, it's congressmen looking for pardons. It's, it's, yes, it's but whatever. eco chambers. And that actually, this is where, you know. You, well, you I hope then that the, that the that political system seems to me to be dotting I's, crossing T's, making sure that the justice system can now kick into gear subsequent to its presentations. Yeah. You know, it really looks to me like they are lining up people to really go down on this one, whether it's the assistant district attorney from the Department of Justice, the guy that was going in having secret meetings with, with, yeah. with, um, with um, Trump. You know, he was raided by the FBI yesterday. Yeah. You know, but uh, you still have about 60. I saw the latest uh, Pew Research Center uh, uh, figures there. You have you have an increasing number, you know, as time kind of goes by, an increasing uh, share of Republican voters who believe that uh, Trump a, was not at fault. Uh, when, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, but this is I the mean, whole thing. This yeah. is what I mean about echo chambers. You know, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. uh, overplay you know, what's going point, on at some in point, the, the Yeah, I know, but at some point, um, somewhere yeah. on the line, you, whether it's but the justice I, system, of course, they I, have I, to kick the in. The comparison being that we'll say in France you have a Le Pen at the head of the party at the minute it's a Trump at the head of the pa Republican party but if you t if you took Donald out of it what's underneath you know yeah uh, you still have strong oh, Republican you identities have, you, you know you, I would, yeah, uh, look at the I, governor I, of Florida at the yeah, moment DeSantis yeah. no, no, I mean the, um, there's the partisanship you know that yeah, feeling yeah, of yeah, you know yeah, that we feeling that mm, team kind of spirit yeah. is there with That's or without Trump there. I know Trump is great to but he has radicalised them so much mm. that it, how can you come back from you don't I, I don't think you can at no, this stage. No, because you've got a lining up of ideology, of yeah. identity that are really, that create that echo chamber, that create that yeah. sort of, you know, one camp against the other. And I think um, it's very difficult to come back from that. No, you, very, we, we very talk difficult. about Liz Cheney um, and she's fighting for her political future from her own primary in yeah. Wyoming. You might think there. No, I don't think you can come back. I think you're, what you're looking at now is Trump version two. You're, it's not going to be a family thing. It's not going to be like the Le Pans in France, but it's DeSantis in Florida. You still be, have the It's Josh Hawley. Right it's Mike Lee. It's, it's, it, and they're going down harder, harder. You'll just get, you'll get a cleverer version of Trump next time around. Will they still, will be, be, will they still keep be probing the at democracy? Party? Oh, yeah. Well, they, it probably they've hijacked, they've they've hijacked that. It's, yeah, it's, hijacked it's going that. to become yeah. a pariah party increasingly. Yeah, they've hijacked anyway, that. Just yeah. a, a populist party, right? The only way you deal with it is, so, is the alternative, whether it's Democrats or whatever, that you that, that you fight harder. Like, take yeah. Georgia as an, in, as, as an example. Take the state of Georgia when it came to the... You saw those election workers last yeah. week at the committee. You saw... We, 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 we dealt with them. Do you remember the two yeah. senators... Um, Warnock and the other guy what was the other guy's name um, there was a recall and, and yes. the former governor you know you, you fight it on the ground you make yep. sure that your people are out voting you make sure that you get more votes than the populist crazies you know that's all you can do yeah. but you know where uh, in the US there might be a way out actually is at the sub-national level right uh, the na well the state level uh, and even sub-state level where you have some some experiments in some states like Oregon I think Ohio where you have some deliberative uh, forms uh, uh, of democracy where you know for uh, for elections um, the conclusions from say the equivalent of a citizen assembly put a ballot paper and say those are the conclusions that what we think that's what we think about that policy and so uh, and and actually parts 
you know, the different parties uh, are there in the same assembly, have to discuss together, and sometimes actually really come close to each other. I read mm. a couple of books about yeah. that. I'm Stays interested like. in the of democracy. Yeah. And actually, there, this is this might be one way out, you know. Yeah. We, we tend to focus on the national, on the federal level, mm. but, uh, but there might be movements, you know, at the national, as you mentioned, mm. you know, in some Republican states, mm. um, they might be in trouble. So... Um, and also, you might uh, also say that the um, the sociology uh, is going against the Republicans. You know, their electorate is aging. Their yeah. electorate is dying. Yeah. yeah. Dying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that could be, you know, one glimmer of hope mm. anyway for <laughs> us liberals. Demographics. <laughs> see, we'll see what demographics. Right, yeah. Listen, we're, we're done totally officially <laughs> this time. Kevin, yeah. Paul. Thank you. Merci. Curve minimagus. Till next time, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Up Limerick. Yes. <laughs> down, down with that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, that, that, listen, uh, thanks a million for coming. We'll see in. you soon again. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's been our pleasure. Take care. Take care. Goodbye.